Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Why, hello there. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I'm Timmy Daniels. What do you think about that? It's time to get embarrassed with us. Yo, yo. What's going on today with you, Elon? Oh, you know, just a show. We're yeah. here. It's, yeah. it's Thursday afternoon. It's true. I got to say, Thursday afternoons in the fall, for some reason, like, I guess it's because it's in the latter half of the week of like the work week. I think if Thursdays in fall is like very comforting. I like when it's when it's actually snowing and being like somewhat winter like in the fall, personally, because yeah, dude, it makes me that. feel that we're actually in the right time of year. I just get excited because it, because it feels comforting, it feels homey, and it feels like I'm building up to seeing a lot of people who I really fucking love, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome uh, to you, Will Hasty. My name's Alon Danziger. For those who are just uh, keeping score, this is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Lost and Rewound is the weekly audio archaeology from the yesteryears. Finding it, digging deep, looking for the good stuff. Looking for really all of the good stuff. And over the years, we've discovered that uh, our submissions have not necessarily been that of the old, but rather that of the embarrassing. So we kind of go <laughs> kind of back and forth between either old or embarrassing, but it, it all relatively the same in that we're digging back and learning about who we used to be, connecting the dots effectively from then until now. Time to get embarrassed. In time. In time. Always. If you are listening to us actually on your phone, thank you for downloading the Radio Free Brooklyn app for your Android or iPhone. Effectively, you can download those if you haven't already at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Android or effectively RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash iPhone for your Android or iOS devices. Gotta say, guys, I listen to Radio Free. I listen to all of my three favorite Radio Free Brooklyn shows on the iOS app. And I gotta say, it does make it a lot, lot, lot fucking easier than the vast majority of podcast apps out there. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we do invite you to make that one-time donation or monthly pledge to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate, and every cent will help us continue to stay on the air. Please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford and remember that all of your contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. And just so you guys know, Radio Free Brooklyn provides a platform to a lot of voices that wouldn't otherwise get heard. It's a really great cause, guys. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten into this medium without this platform. I don't know. I mean, Elon was doing this since he was a kid, so I pretty sure he would have been in this regardless. Stop. stop. But no, no, stop but it. It's it's a beautiful thing, guys. And if you and if you have the ability to donate, please do, especially with the holidays coming up. It's end of year, guys. If you aren't inspired enough by the pitch. In order for us to make our goal of creating an after-school program, we will be launching this anyway in 2019 for an after-school program for local teenagers so that they can learn about media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. So if you're not already satisfied enough with the idea to contribute any money or money at all to Radio Free Brooklyn just to keep us alive and kicking with financial ease, by all means, you should definitely put it towards your interest in participating in this program. 
please go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school to learn more. Finally, if you want to sign up for our newsletter, there was just an event this past week, and you should know that there's always Radio Free Brooklyn events happening. Where do they go to sign up for that newsletter? RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. We are dedicated to a spam-free universe. We are dedicated to a spam-free universe. It'll only come to your inbox once a month if you signed up for it. So now that we're done with all those awkward pitches. (laughs) (laughs) Today we do have... We do one have a, my best friends. We have a, on. we have one of your friends. It was it's you up to the plate with uh, enlisting a guest for this week, and uh, we'll get to him very shortly. Today, I'd like to introduce a very close friend of mine. This is the, well, very hairy and very lovable and hilarious comedian, Timmy Daniels. Thank you so much. I was just going to let my hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's it's like he basically just took all of his messy hair and just threw it in front of his face. He's he's doing a cousin (laughs) it. Full on. You beat me to it. This is exactly why I like to have long hair. Well, welcome to Timmy. Send people into a state of shock. Thank you. Thank you. That was a wonderful introduction. No, no, seriously. Turn your head so so Elon can see what that hat says. What is it? Oh, it's a Joanna hat. It's a Joanna hat? A Mary Joanna. Oh, and a Mary Joanna to you. <laughs> and a Mary <laughs> Joanna to you as a well. Wait, we also have Catherine Dunn. We, we can't forget oh about Catherine. Catherine? She, she showed up. Did you just sneak in behind me? What the fuck? How did you do that? Yeah. I'm She's always following very, you. Very, very <laughs> <laughs> well, truth be told, uh, that's normally how it rolls on your Saturday show, uh, Dunn's Son. That is true. That is uh, true. Three p- the 3 p.m. show is the storytelling show, and then... As I heard just previous weekend, you and Juno talking to each other on Art Star Scene Radio along with Ace Boy. Very much Art Star Scene on brand. Uh, just a lot of tomfoolery calling in some random number. I don't know who it was. Like as a Verizon or something? I don't know. You're I'm not f- sure. Bed. Where do you get the numbers from? <laughs> I'm not sure who we were calling that day, but yeah. uh, it's always prank activism. Prank so, activism. Yeah. Pranktivism. Yeah, Pranktivism. It's uh, we're attacking the bad guys. So, for example, if a restaurant has drivers who ride on the sidewalks, we're going to prank them. Timmy, did you ever do any of the prank calling back in the day? Yeah, I used to do a lot of that. We had a guest a while back who recorded a few of his most well-known from like high school slash college prank calls. God, I wish I had done that. No. You never did that? I just did it for my own entertainment. I literally would call people up for their entertainment. Not during your radio days? You didn't do uh, prank calling? We didn't do a lot of crank calling then. Uh, we would record things. Uh, most of it was kind of like sketch plus improv. So we had kind of a... I don't know. We why. had people that we would call consistently, but there was no just through the phone book, call somebody randomly. I didn't do any of that. Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Flint and Tampa. I was born in Flint, Michigan. 
Mm-hmm. We moved to Tampa, Florida, mm-hmm. and then we moved back to Flint. So <laughs> if I act weird, it's because of the delicious all of that. lead water. It's because of all of that. It's because lead of all water. of that. Like, if Flint, Florida, Flint. It's not like it's better. I didn't just name Tampa two drugs. wonderful places to grow up. <laughs> Let it soak in. Lead water. Flint, when, lead water. When did you move to Tampa, and though? Tampa. Uh, when I was younger, like five, and then we moved back, and then we moved back again. Okay. I have family in both states. Okay. So. Follow-up question. When are you moving to West Virginia? <laughs> so you have the full package. Very soon, because I want this whole thing to be complete. Too. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> First off, West Virginia is beautiful. No. Stop West it. Virginia. It is a trash. complicated da, part da, da, of the da, trash. Da, da, da. It is not just a trash, trash part of the country. I love New York. Hey, the McElroy <laughs> brothers live in West Virginia. Trash. I've never been to West Virginia, but uh, I'm captivated by it because of its majesty, but not mm. for its... Mm, well, never mind. Down in the holler. <laughs> Residence. Not going there. You didn't hear it from my mouth. No, I, Wait, I think. Oh I my God, all the opioids. Got all it because the, of the opioids. Let's, let, let, let's, let's bring this full breath here. I must admit, I've never really been to Michigan. I've never really been to Florida. Mm. I've been to Detroit within like, that the last few years. explains why you seem so healthy. <laughs> oh, that's a compliment. Thank you so much. Um, Your skin no, is glowing. I, oh, I'm always glowing at this time of year. The winter suits me. Florida's that state that's always in the news. Sure. As soon as you hear. Of Florida, you're like, oh yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course I, I learned recently. <laughs> I re- down. A person, they, they can't figure face. out how to vote. I figured Florida. out why that happened actually, though. Because what the, what the face well, or the car crash? There's a lot because it's America's Australia. <laughs> there's a lot of states that do this, but Florida just happens to be where a lot of it happens. But a number of states have a law that the police records can be released immediately after it happens to the press oh wow so a lot of those crazy stories happen just because florida does allow their police records to be released to newspapers so newspapers are always reporting on this crazy shit so what you're saying is there's a man in the bronx right now hog tying a gator and riding around on a lawnmower but because it's a different kind of system here and they won't release it we won't know until like Maybe a few years from but, now. But no, no. But holy shit! That means true. that the cops, whoever's right, no, that means the cops who are literally put writing those police reports know that the more ridiculous it is, the more ridiculously it's worded, the more likely it is to get on the news. Where do you get a load of this guy? <laughs> typing it out. Oh, Synthetic really marijuana verbose. led to him cutting off pros. his penis. Synthetic marijuana led to him eating most of his face and another guy's. And, and uh, penis. wait, so you moved from uh, from Flint to Tampa when you were uh, five, and then you moved back. To Flint when? Moved back to Flint uh, in time for middle school. Middle school. And then I was there for a few years. Moved back to Tampa. <laughs> moved back to Flint. Hmm. And then uh, well, around the time uh, I was like uh, 20, my brother was killed in a car accident oh, in Flint, Michigan. And it was black ice. I kind of got a downside. I stopped liking anything to do with Flint. The cold weather, all of that. Went back to Tampa, never looked back. I right. didn't want to have yeah, anything more to do with Michigan after that. Would you say that the formative years then were spent in Florida? Yeah, yeah. And what kind of uh, scene were you involved in when you were in middle school? You started middle school while you were living in Florida. That's a transitionary time for all of us, I guess, but yeah, was it you for know, you too as well? Weird. When you move like that, you... Uh, Get to be the new kid? Of, yeah, you're always the new kid. You're always the freak. So. You can be whoever you want to be. To a that became extent. my norm. You could also be, yeah, it's like when you moved to New York. You can hmm. make up your background or whatever the hell you want. Um, but I wasn't that So you're wise. definitely from 
Yeah, right. I'm actually from Montana. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you just learn to get. I mean, look at me. I'm not a sports star. So, <laughs> I, ladies um, and gentlemen, Timmy has a beautiful athletic body. I don't know what he's talking about. Glorious belly <laughs> hair. Yeah. So, uh, no, I just a sense of humor was my kind of tool, my my gift. Where I honed and worked on. What inspired you on the humor tip when you were that age? I think it was watching my parents. Uh, they would watch SNL and they'd laugh their ass off. And I was like, ah, that's something I could do. And I always noticed if you were funny, it didn't matter if you were new. It didn't matter if you were weird. It was a way to be who you are, which I didn't seem to have a lot of control over. And <laughs> still, you know, enjoy life in some capacity without getting picked on. And it worked. So that became more important than grades. More important. All I cared wow. about was cracking people. Was up. the force field of laughter? Yeah, I've never, I've never that thought was my that, That's mechanism. amazing. The comedy is the great equalizer. Yeah, that's really is true, isn't it? We have delved deep into my psyche. <laughs> that's as deep as it gets. There's nothing going <laughs> oh, out there. I think the we way, can go deeper. Go <laughs> on, Timmy. You're much deep. You you have you have depths, my friend. Thank you for saying so. But we will find out sadly. No, but uh, yeah, that was that was my thing, and then. Uh, that's all I really wanted to do. I tried to work. That didn't work out too well. What, in what capacity? So you... many different jobs. What was your for... first job? My first job was, um, <laughs> what was my first job? Delivering papers. Delivering papers. How old yeah. were you? I was. Uh, Wait, tell was... me he was on a bike. Yeah, I was going to say. We did have a bike. You were, yeah, you were, you were the, the real life paper boy. Oh, I want my two dollars. A glorious <laughs> life. I would make it like. Five bucks a week or something like that. It was sure. so little money. Wow. It was so much work. Yeah. And sorry, I, I, how old were you again? Uh, let's see. I was, it was before I was driving. So I guess I was 15. Sure. Yeah. Oh, awful job. Yeah. Then, all of our first jobs later, are awful. Always yep. awful. Mine wasn't. I started working at a well. restaurant. <laughs> Excuse me. And to this day, I don't like drinking. Uh, I caught pop. Is anybody caught pop? No. Some, I, some I don't people. Call I, I only hear that in the Midwest or, or honestly parts of Canada to be totally honest. Yeah. Canada. I don't like Canada. Canada. One of my Canada. jobs was to get in there and change the dispenser and all this grease oh, would come yeah, out. Yeah. And I remember thinking, people are drinking this. Like, yep. And then you look out into the horizon of the people who are drinking this. And it was like, uh, yep. is know, there some similarity at, between them? Yeah. Walruses just like, oh god, this grease is all over you. And I was like, yeah, I really. And a lot of people don't know this, but that grease from the pop, it'll eat through cups. It'll just mm. keep well, whatever you can in it. Shine a penny with Coke. Well, yeah. you can shine a penny with it. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, whatever. The, the main, one of the main ingredients is Coke. Is something something acid, and it is. Uh, <laughs> it is slightly acidic. That's the Coke in you know the half an egg or the or a tooth in in a pan of coke it'll be gone it'll actually eat its way out of the cup that they hand it to you <laughs> if you get a mcdonald's cup filled with pop and you, you set it, it down and you just let that little puppy sit there for about a day and a half it will eat a hole in the bottom and wow. just start running that's not it. just like it would Wait, happen but, with water because of the paper of the cup no I, I would like to see that an experiment. Actually, that's an experiment. Of someone taking water point. and pop. I, I would. I would. Uh, no, no. I'm pop's not definitely going to burn through faster. I period. assumed it was because it was wet. None of you guys in in middle school had to do the like, take an egg, open it, save the two shells, put it in a pan of coke, and see how quickly it dissolves. It was an experiment to show how quickly it burns through calcium. So like how acidic it is for your teeth and how acidic right. it is for people. Here's the experiment I would like to see because I've yeah. done this. I peed in a cup. <laughs> and <sat it> out. <laughs> 
And I would like to see urine versus pop versus water. Definitely and pop. I guarantee you the pop will into that cup first. Absolutely. We have to do no that. question. No question. When I first moved to New York, Will, I, can we I, do it at your house? I was staying yes, in the office. Sure, we can do it at my house. And because the bathroom was just so damn far away, I would oh, you know, God. pee in bottles after I, you know, I would urinate in a bottle. And I would use the bottles like the uh, Arizona iced tea with the big bottles so it's nice and easy. <laughs> well, pee like in the bottle. Screw top or, or? Screw top. Okay, just Yeah, sure. so it wouldn't leak over. And, <laughs> He's uh, a gentleman. You know, it's convenient <laughs> rather than walk all the way down to the, the bathroom so far away. So I pee in these cups and one time I was drinking some sauce, uh, whiskey. <laughs> I hadn't Delicious put the sauce. bottle down below and I literally just, just oh. as it got in, I went, oh, God, please tell me that was the right, and it wasn't. Oh, I, no. Uh, Did you swallow? Yes. Oh, no. no, I didn't. I realized just before I swallowed, I went, mouth? my God, please tell me. you spit it out? I spit it, yeah. You spit, spit it pee out. all over please your room? Tell me. No, I spit it back in the cup. Please, I didn't. please tell me you tasted it. Please tell me you were high or drunk a little bit so that once you tasted it, you had a little bit of a delay before you actually tasted it. It took me a second. The second I put it in, I went, oh, my Lord. Now, I was using, I do a pre-chase, I pre-chase her, <laughs> then I drink the whiskey, <laughs> then I finish. So, thank God it was a pre-chase, it's a, because it's a if it was a, a, an actual gentlemen. chase, I would have been doomed. Okay. No. So, so, don't do that. Timmy, when we reached out to you about being on the show, mm-hmm. and the premise of the show uh, was that of, you know, getting embarrassing audio or audio from uh, years of old, and the... Uh, I find that challenging for my... <laughs> Now, okay, okay, well, why is that challenging? Well, because... Because uh, of all the moving around. Yeah, also, yeah, that, that makes it hard to keep track of things. And also, when I moved to New York, I just drove here in my car, and I said, yeah, that'll do it. And I literally was staying in my car. Uh, so a lot of things that I had have been lost and moving. That's one factor. Another factor is, I don't know that I... I can't think of too many things that, I mean... I pretty much do things that would embarrass a normal person on a consistent basis, <laughs> constantly. So, if, so I allowed, if I allowed myself to actually think for a second, I would be like, my God. Yeah. This is why I love Tibby so much. What have I done? I like, I would answer. just be haunted. I so, had the same answer when I was out for the show that I had to audition for. I was like, I don't fucking embarrass. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's normal. things. I, is it is it probably everything I do is embarrassing. Yeah. Is it weird that I feel the same way and that and that we're all I think it's a coping mechanism to I'm, try not to think I'm of these the awful. only person in this room who would not easily call myself a comedian. Uh, it, it's a bitter pill to swallow to say that I'm a comedian, but I'm not. I'm a comic actor if anything, and I must admit that when I go out in the world and I mm. do embarrassing things all the time, I feel mm. like I am constantly being watched by somebody, so there's some kind of Mr. Bean element to whatever I'm doing in all of its intricacies. Hmm. I feel like I'm doing something so silly to, to somebody's perception yeah, there's every a single time. That. They call that the uh, the schizophrenia. Or I would, I would schizophrenia. There's a name for that. Weirdness. No, but I mean, they, they no. There's an actual name for that. They call no, that right. the spotlight effect. What is so that? So we tend to think there's this spotlight on us. Like everything we do, we're like, oh my God, I just drank some urine. Everybody sees me. Oh no, thank God you're all alone. Mm-hmm. Oh good. Uh, we, we all do that. We have it's a spotlight shame. effect. I mean, and uh, most people, it turns out, 
kind of don't notice. Like we yeah. don't notice. Oh, okay, we're in New we York. live in New York. Yeah, think of the things we don't notice. Supposedly, and this was always my impression when I moved mm-hmm. to New York after you know being raised by city people in the country, no less. Yeah. But, city people, city folk, city <laughs> city folk who knew enough about the city growing up there themselves in mm. Brooklyn and Queens. And they were like, just you know, nobody cares. <laughs> no, just don't talk to anybody. <laughs> and, and, when, and then you don't talk to anybody. Nobody talks to you and everybody just kind of cycles through. But still, the most identifying aspect of somebody who is not from New York is somebody who will be on the subway and come up and talk to you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I made I that mistake. I that that's a thing. That You've made that mistake? You it is. I promise yeah. you. I yeah, promise you I get harassed equally. What, what are you saying? I'm trying to talk to people on the subway. Like... It just felt weird to me that you're in this thing and you're all together. Of course, that's not always the case. Somebody's singing, somebody's clipping their toenails, and somebody's eating a bowl of oatmeal. So (laughs) I've gotten used to Somebody's also puking on themselves, depending on the time of day. And it looks like oatmeal. Okay. And it does. What's that really oatmeal? so (laughs) so, So being a funny kid... And, uh, you know, being someone who's susceptible to performing things out in the open, right. th- there must have been some uh, connections from your past whom recorded you doing s- stuff that you never held on to, but you know that they have it. Because you surrounded yourself with people who probably had, with fr- with friends whom right. had access to that technology. Uh, you know what's interesting? I was drawn to weird people. The weirder, the better. Right? High five. <laughs> uh, I love that. And I noticed uh, the the collective people that I had of everyone that I hung around. I was surprised to find out that I was usually the one wanting to record things. I was the one saying, we should all do a show. And they had this weirdness that I wanted to capture, but they didn't have any interest in capturing it. I mean, we're talking, uh, we would just go out, drink whiskey and go wakeboarding and we would uh, climb trees, drink. We would, when I was in Michigan, we would tie a rope to the back of a car and a, grab a snowboard and just jump people's trash and all this stuff that would look really good on film. And I was always the one thinking, so oh, we got to, we, we got to capture this. <laughs> yeah. Like the thing that inspired me the most was before Jackass, there were these, when I was wait, really before, wait, sorry, before Jackass was like what, 99? I guess. We're talking 99. So right. we're talking pre 99. So mid 90s here. Pre-99, I was young and my, I can't remember who had left it there, but someone had left a skateboarding video mm-hmm. at my place. Like a VHS? Like, yeah, like a old VHS. And what kind of music was it. on there? Oh, no great offense. music. Like, like just like the Dead Milkman. Mm. And, oh uh, my God. Yeah, like. like it, I, I honestly have no idea who that is. My mind exploded. It was, it was mostly punk rock. Like somebody who had just dropped some acid, which I've done. It was <laughs> it was a great experience. I was like, what is this? Were you listening to a lot of music before this no. occasion? No, I wasn't. Uh, I don't think I was. I don't have natural coolness. Like every cool thing <laughs> that I've what ever done, about, I've stolen I from someone. That. that is a huge joke. I'm stealing cool things from you now. Is that I don't, scarf I'm just a collective thing? of other people. Where did you totally steal the scarf thing from? Uh... Keith Richards, probably. Yeah. I would look at uh, Keith Richards same. and go, that is so cool. I'm just a thief. I've stolen, like, the idea of these rings. I think it was a Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. Hunter S. Thompson had a lot of effects on me. When you started wearing all those rings, your first slide was literally like, well, Johnny Depp does it. Yeah. It's got to be cool. Yeah, like, I've I stole coolness. Yeah. You, if you watch me, you'll see me steal someone else's cool thing. I've just collected it all. Excuse me. Great. Because yeah, I enjoy it. Great creatives borrow. 
No. I'm sorry. Good creatives borrow. Great creatives steal. That was the line. No, Way I, to fuck it up, Will. I, I that's, think that's a good line. I, I, that's fascinating to me, though, that after all these years and how you've become so synonymous with this idea of collecting other things that it hasn't come to pass that you've necessarily been able to hold on to a lot of what that uh, might have been if you mm. had kept it on recordings. I wish I did. I really wish I. I'm not trying to like had. guilt you with about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like that's well, what I'm getting to here. Now I can tell you tell what you're this. doing wrong with your life. <laughs> Here's the thing: if I go back to Tampa, I have a storage shed with yep. a bunch of recordings. Oh boy! And the things that are on there, oh my god! Like okay. I would literally have to go. Let me take a look first. <laughs> I, I have. I have to feel this because it's been a while since I've watched this show, Storage Wars. If, whatever the reason, in a hypothetical situation, that your storage shed was Will you go ever... to jail? <laughs> That's a dependent yes. <laughs> if, if they can the, find me. If, if, if so one of those... Took place in Florida. If one of those crazy pants who are on the show go into your storage locker and they see all these tapes and they want to get it appraised, <laughs> oh how much do you God. think it'd be worth? Oh, my God. How much do you think they can get it for? Everything I have. Question. That is such a good question. I can't even answered the bottom of that pit like you have done it so i don't think it would cover your bail money ballpark it just just try here's the thing (laughs) (laughs) i was somewhat of a idiot savant just (laughs) digging his way deeper every single day while sober while sober then i discovered uh, well if i drink a little whiskey and take a pill here yeah a pain of the world goes away and when did that happen uh, let's see. What, what was, age were you? I was drinking and uh, smoking weed and doing anything I could. I liked acid, but I only liked, I liked like a half a hit. That was my sweet spot. I always found a sweet spot. And I liked doing that before my brother died in a car accident. I found afterwards, oh, this takes away the pain of all kinds. Mm. So I started adding yeah. pills to the mix. So yeah. the further I traveled down that road, Oh my God, the things that I ended up doing, I couldn't tell you. Because if you don't, if you already don't have that checks and balances of this is an embarrassing thing, maybe you shouldn't do that. If that's not there pre drinking, you can only imagine riding on top of cars. You're, I don't, I can't even, I don't even know what I want to even say. But sounds like there's a a recording about what I've done. Tim, you have some amazing stories. It sounds priceless, though, to answer my question. Yeah. The answer to your question is um, (laughs) it's quite priceless. Uh, There are some degenerative things on there that one might. Find a bit of poly. Asking price is roughly 150 to 160 million. We will start at 165. It could send people into a state of shock. Oh, dear. What have we found? Hopefully, no one. But I mean, come on. Can you, you remember? open a storage shed and you see a bunch of tapes, you've got to look at them. Tim, I Tim, you Who gotta, has a VH? You got to pass on. You got to pass on some of these stories. Uh, seriously. Yeah. People need a VCR for that. Um, uh, no, no. Uh, so, what are we recording? It's just a Walkman or whatever. Super oh. 8. A oh, lot of really? them are on the Super 8. Are you fucking, you were shooting with us. You were shooting this shit with a Super 8 cam? Yeah. Like, they're so cheap. No shit, Daniel. Seriously? Yeah. Why? Do you have Holy a. Holy shit. Dude, that's insane. Do you have insane. a way to take it off there or whatever? But, no, no, but well, I think there I is. Do. There, there, there absolutely is a way. I think but that's I do. just unique. I yeah. know of a spot over in Greenpoint where I get all of my stuff digitized. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think yeah. you could just See, bring it to my house. I think I have the adapter. 
You have everything. Bring it to the EBM office. and go to Cat's house. Like it's seriously. It's like that's if you have that. They actually have the 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 um, Super Eight reels. I'm kind of excited. Like I'm. Well, I'm uh, yeah, we all are. I yes, do a dude. lot of this. I kind of bring uh, here. I'm looking forward, and I'm so focused on. Ooh, get out of the way. Ooh, oh, what did I just do? Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> think about that anymore. Keep moving forward. I do a lot of that. Yeah. So there's not Good. a lot of looking in the rearview mirror but uh right now at this point i'm actually thinking about it i think it would be a fun thing to look at i know that i was <laughs> very interested in i know when i first did stand-up comedy what it was, was like i was it was at a place called uh jack's joint in clearwater uh florida hmm. and it's on i-60 which takes you all the way down to the uh beach yeah how old were you when that happened uh let's see i went in there uh, let's see, I've been doing Sam Conley for eight years, so I was like 22, 23. That's not, hey, being... When I went in there, it was... I mean, that's scary and bold as fuck. So amazing. I felt like I was this purple elephant that had been wandering around, and then one day I opened the door, I'm like, holy fuck, a whole room full of purple elephants. <laughs> My God. That's amazing. I was so excited. That's amazing. I was excited at the way people thought. Like, I didn't look at them telling their jokes as jokes per se i was like that's what i always believed like it was like hearing philosophers you know to me it was much like people like telling talking about this weird opinion or way of looking at the world that they had and i shared that so much that i was like oh my god this this thing i really like this and i fell in love with the craft i didn't know if i could do it or not but i would go to jack's joint i think it was tuesdays they would have an open mic Hmm. and the place was just a pit out of hell I mean, the guy who ran it was a party. I should be careful. I was, I was, we had a little relationship. No, you can say whatever the hell you want, man. Just be kind. We, uh, oh, great guy. Love them. Great partier. Uh, mm. We would trade things back and forth. <laughs> um, we're awesome, Delicious dude. things. Wonderful and, things. And uh, I Casserole. thought that was like, I thought that was it. I was like, I'm living the dream. I'm here at Jack's Joint in one day. I'll be on the main stage. Oh, my God. I found my calling. Hmm. And, of course, a year later, I'm like, oh, open mic night, Jack's Joint. I get to perform <laughs> once a week. I'm living the dream. We also, in Ybor City, we have the improv. I think it was Wednesday nights they would have an open mic night. So where where, is, where is Ybor City? Ybor City is like a mile stretch of party. In Tampa? It's uh, yeah, Ybor City's in Tampa. It's a little stretch of mile long stretch of yeah. bars. Originally, it was where they made cigars, and a guy from oh, Cuba no had way. come up and shared his hand rolling secrets, and it became like world renowned or right whatever on. cigar then, mecca. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of uh, things that I historically sh- I should know these historical facts, but I just don't. Um, but turn into like a big stretch of bars and mm. we would take beans and just rock out beans was uh yeah, was ecstasy gonna... we called go. them beans back then in fact there was a point where you now? weren't even allowed to say beans out loud they would like the cops would come up to the you cops would immediately now yeah they would go that's supposed to say that around here all right i'll go up against the wall and check to see if you had any ecstasy what about uh, jack and the ogre <laughs> <laughs> I, I was always terrified of the fuzz so oh I, I tried not to say beans i have no idea why no beans about it no beans about it no beans about it i mean i thought it was the perfect beans. drug right because 
it's this you're drinking let's say you're a little sideways mm-hmm. and you, weed always kind of made me a little paranoid not my favorite instrument of so you discovered enjoyment indigos, but-, but you know you take a couple of beans and you're drinking you just feel like at one with the world and everybody oh, you don't take a bean and go fighting right but you might yeah. do a bunch of shots of liquor and tune <laughs> each other up a little bit beans like everybody be like well man you're the greatest person <laughs> in the world man like that idea of so your sense of community is extremely heightened, and people are very mm. friendly. I really enjoyed that. You know, they said at the beginning, at the advent of ecstasy, that one pill was worth seven years of therapy. Really? Yeah. Before they had any concept of the Swiss cheese. Effect. I would say it'd be a specific kind of therapy, like if you had violent tendencies. Yeah, but I can see that. I mean, did you ever get those mornings where you just woke up extraordinary? Like, that was my Suicide Sunday? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wake, wake oh, up I just called morning. it Sunday. So, <laughs> that's... <laughs> Wait, wait, yeah. so how close? I'm starting, dude. I, I used I'm to have a line to... ready to go when oh, I woke geez, up, so that man, I never man. had to feel anything. Well, I used to do a mix. Mm. Oh, I would have a mixer. Do you have, you? I mean, you, the, those skills are well, strong. You, but, now, so. but, um, but my question is um, this era of your life, how close was it actually to your brother's death? Because oh, it sounds right. like that period. Um, yeah, that was my method of. So here's why stand up comedy and Jack's joint played a big role in everything, especially sobriety. When I was using i was really not solving the problem i was just putting off the problem because it all comes back and so i noticed when i was sober and i talked on stage and people were like laughing the thing behind the first layer would be acceptance and understanding like yes i got her to laugh but also if you walk in front of a crowd and you say oh my god this happened and this happened and this happened wasn't that terrible and they're all like they're laughing. It's like they're agreeing with you. They're like, mm. yes, yes, it is horrible. Life can be tough, you know? And I remember seeing a lot of people say this. They have their favorite comics and they just rattle them off like robots. I like Richard Pryor and I like George Carlin. And, and they don't say why. The reason why I liked Richard Pryor is because the dude set himself on fire. He tried to kill himself by setting himself on fire. And then he pulled out a gun during a divorce and shot his own car. Now, most people would just swim at the end, other end of a bottle. He took it to the stage. And I just remember thinking the reality of that, of actually going to the stage and talking about these painful things. Authentic heightenedness and allowing yourself to be as vulnerable as possible. The vulnerability. Yes. I still work on that constantly, like trying to, to ask myself, am I being authentically vulnerable am i really pushing it as far as i can that was my therapy and it still is we want to explore that more and learn more about that vulnerability after this break when we come back timmy daniels is going to share some periscope videos with us (laughs) and he'll explain what that even means because that's a whole other language for me this is lost (laughs) and rewound show and tell radio free brooklyn stick around right
Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome to Lost we, and Rewound. We are glad to be on your streaming audio right now, wherever you may be. And if you want to listen to any of the past episodes of this ridiculous hour of talk then you can go to a few different places first off there's itunes second of all there's spotify uh there is a soundcloud page that's been kicking around even before the radio free brooklyn iteration began but i would recommend going to our podomatic page first and foremost that's lost in rewound.podomatic.com and you could download all of our previous episodes from over the last two years we have Timmy Daniels here in the studio, and which that. an episode once this is archived will be one that people will be like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> uh, we've been enjoying our uh, time with you thus far. Let's okay. get into the clips that you have, and or rather, at least let's uh, do some preamble for it because uh, I won't lie, uh, there is a standard that we set on this show that at least. Uh, one of us should not have heard or seen. Oh, yeah. We have, I don't I think, think anybody's seen this. I have not seen any of these right? clips. And neither of you, Catherine. No. So, lo and behold, now I have the files here. How old are these videos? <laughs> okay, so let's see. Someone had told me when I was doing stand-up comedy, Periscope is pretty new. It's pretty new. This was uh, like a couple of years hmm. ago. Okay. Six it first came out. Six or seven years ago. Was no, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, another stand-up comic, was like, you should be recording some of this stuff. Like I was like, what's Record, recording was yeah, exactly. And he was like, like how you're living in New York. That's fascinating. You're, how are you living in New York? Well, um, a high level of uh, life hacks, like life figuring hacking. out how to survive in the city and continue to do comedy and continue to perform is a bit of a challenge. The dumpster so. diving though is a, is a good life hack too, I no, think. No, that's not what he does. Oh, this is hey. a whole different level. His, his is way better than that. I'll tell you a past thing okay. that I had done. Okay. So he I'll is, tell you what I was doing. You will share a life hacking secret of the past. There you go. I was living in my car and I would go to the library and crack out some jokes and then at night I would perform and then I would go back to my car. Now in the morning I noticed if I would put on like a nice suit I could walk into the hotel and get a free breakfast. Like nobody would even they'd think I came from like one of the floors. So I go there, get myself a breakfast. Uh, I would get on an app. I would download an app, say it was my birthday tomorrow. The, I would keep lining it up. So it was always my birthday. I'd go in, beep, get a free birthday meal or treat. Like if you go to Steak and Shake, you can get a free meal on your birthday and nobody cares. They just scan your little code. Right. So I would do that and just keep stacking these things on top of each other. Uh, I would also get a hotel using this thing called the best rate guarantee. They used to give away a free hotel room. If you could find a cheaper room, they would give you your first night for free. So I would make sure ahead of time that it was cheaper. And then I would book the room on purpose and I would only book one night. So if the first night is free and you're only staying one night, it's a free stay. You would think they wouldn't do it, but they absolutely did. And I was recording some of this stuff uh, myself uh, occasionally and telling my friends about it. And they're like, dude, you really should start recording that. And so I started putting it on Periscope. I just started putting life hacks and travel hacks right there on Periscope. And okay. so I would and travel places with no money and I would put that on Periscope as well. quite insane. Periscope many, was actually invented in 2015. Okay. How many of these hacks have you burned by showing them to people? Some. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, it's hard to tell directly what's, what happens, but 
I noticed the bigger the venue I talk about it, the higher the risk, of course. Um, if I'm just sitting here and it's the four of us, oh my God, what I could tell you. Uh, but as, as that goes up, uh, uh, you have to be more and more uh, cautious. So it's better to, because the, the, some of the ones I'm telling you now no longer work. So uh, you're always adapting. You're always changing. You're always trying to figure out a new thing to come up with. Anyway, so, my friend was uh, fascinated by this lifestyle. Uh, I had found out that you could get these coupon codes and you could stay in these offices. Right, you could go check out an office. I would cash these in, and I would stay there back then. And uh, I noticed uh, I could get like an office for free, so I would cash these coupons in for an office. I noticed I could crash there, so I turned it into a bedroom. I basically <laughs> turned it into a micro apartment. Now this is long gone, and Crazy you can't efficient. do this anymore in the capacity that I was doing it. But yeah, like I basically. I had accidentally slept in the office. So I noticed if I just set my alarm, so I wake up before six o'clock in the morning and get out of there. And you would be surprised how little people really do notice you. Talk about the spotlight effect. Nobody noticed. And the second someone said, he's a stand-up comedian. So if they saw something weird, like I got house slippers on or something, that didn't happen. But you know what I mean? They would go, <laughs> well. They found your toothbrush in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, he's in like, there brushing his teeth in the bathroom. Why do you have so much food and, and posters and stuff yeah. you put in an apartment in your office? <laughs> it's almost like they're talking about a special child. They're like, well, I don't know if you know, but uh, he's a comedian. Oh, oh, we didn't know. Okay. I, I will say that, that even at, that, that Timmy does have a current office, and at his current office, there is still like like he doesn't. Of course, he doesn't sleep there, but like it, it there is still that kind of reverie from the people around him. Yeah, that's a great stroke of luck that I'm in a craft where people kind of are a bit forgiving for weirdness. Yeah, authentically just being myself. A purple like, elephant. Well, there's purple <laughs> elephants. You have to understand. True. Yes. I have on Periscope one of the days when I was staying there. And you'll see in the video, I found out is I could get like a one burner. What are they called? Like a hot plate? A hot, a hot plate. Yeah, I would, I, and then I found out I could get free Blue Apron. You know, you just sign up and then you can cancel it. So I would get the first box for free. Just change the <laughs> office number a little bit. Okay, let's take a listen. Living the dream. I thought I was done with Google Express. Too bad someone done dirty dishes. That would be nice. I really thought I could quit Google Express. But when they're going to just keep giving you coupons for free stuff, you just can't quit it, can you? Let it scab you nice. Scabby chicken. <clears throat> you ever had scabby chicken? My favorite dish. 
Survive off that. Sweet. <laughs> this is how you do New York. Some people, they don't know. They have 18 roommates. Meanwhile, why don't you just move into your cubicle? No harm, no foul. Ta -ta, ta -ta. You just gotta use your imagination a little. Not sustainable forever, but I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm going somewhere. I got plans. I'm a stand-up comedian. Or I'm trying to be. I'm only five years in, so this is what five years in looks like. What are you going to do? That's the price you got to pay. You don't get a fluffy bed <laughs> cooking up some chicken. Blue Apron. Got to love Blue Apron. They just send your food. You get your first week for free. That's six meals. Unless you do it more than once, then it's... 60 mils, but whatever. Do you have your bed set up? I will in a little bit. I'll just go over here. Psalms. Any more brain bugglers? <laughs> I hope you're hired by the theater. I hope so. By my theater. I want to work at Neo Futurist. That's what I'm working on. How many offices did you take over? <laughs> Three. I'm going to try to audition for the Neo Futurist at the end of this month. It's another theater. If I can do that, keep doing stand-up comedy, and I got this play, it's gonna be one heck of a semester. Until then, we gotta be a little inventive. Camping equipment. <laughs> yeah, life is just one big camping event. Camping event? Camping and outing. You get the idea. What are you, renting offices to live in? Yeah. <laughs> it's cheaper than uh, some of the other options. 
And I ain't quitting stand-up comedy. So I'm here to stay, see? Mm. This chicken smells good. That was like the most exciting cooking video I've ever watched. Isn't that? It was yeah. like a cooking. Isn't that amazing? It was like a production, like a professional production, but with like paper plates. I fucking love it, and I want you to do a cooking show with like paper plates because it's like they've right. got you've got the little ramekins, but they're just tiny paper plates. No, that's amazing. <laughs> I and love it. Of, and then on top of that, to go through the office in this sort of like almost like West Wing esque sort of like as I'm moving through Bird the hallway, man. and I've Welcome got this other important thing. Home. <laughs> Very comfortable, by as the way. And it's like a slice a of box life. of like literally a month's supply of ramen and. And, and bread and yeah, it so, awesome. so it was like an unboxing. It's a yeah. cribs video. It's like oh all these God. things in yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, there's so many little survival te- techniques in there. Yes. reality. So the way Periscope works is, is that you're putting up this video, much like a chat roulette, while you're doing the thing on the video. They're, they're responding to you, yeah. and and they're asking you questions in real time, and you're and, answering them. Yeah. So you had, so they were showing you with uh, finding boxes of bread and cup of noodles yeah. and. Um, man, I mean, that's like a college, yeah, what I found out is, college dream right so, there. There's this company, uh, called Google express and they had this coupon that said $15 for free. I'm so sorry, what you, was the name of that company? G O O. Anyway, uh, back then, uh, they did How this do I promo. find them? <laughs> you get on Yahoo. Uh, they had this promo where you would get $15 for free, but. If you spent $15, you would get free shipping. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just order a bunch of ramen noodles and a bunch of oatmeal because I can make them because uh, the office had a hot water dispenser. Yeah. So it's a very convenient meal for me. So when I woke up at 6 a.m., I would make myself a hot meal. And what you're seeing there is that I ordered uh, a Blue Apron trial and got a big giant box of food. But then you got to cook it in the office. So I figured out if, if I buy like a little hot plate. And uh, I just got that and I borrowed a pan from a friend and I cooked up the blue apron right there in the office kitchen. And uh, I mean, it was a little bit problematic because the smell of the food got everywhere. And the uh, security guard came up. He's like, what on God's earth? Are you cooking? Dude, like, because the security guard oh, really knew I was living there. He had my back. Yeah. In fact, right on. This is a crazy true story. One time, so the building would kind of cut corners. So there's one security guard at night. Mm. Really, there should be two. Because if anything happens, how are you going to save this guy? (laughs) So this guy knew when we'd go out for a cigarette break together. Because it's kind of like I lived in a suite. And Mm. he was this employee at night that was bored. doorman. So I'd be up there. I'd be cooking food (laughs) with a hot (laughs) plate and everything. And he wouldn't tell on me that I'm staying in an office. And yeah. we all And I wouldn't tell that he took we, naps. I would we tell all, that we he all slept. We all working that, working And out. it's the nap that could have caused so much trouble. So I go in mm. and I go to use the bathroom. Uh, this time I didn't pee in a cup. I walked all the way to the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, I'm urinating and I hear the sound of water. And it sounds like a waterfall. <laughs> and I'm looking down at my little hoo-ha and I'm like, well, that's not coming out of me. <laughs> it sounds like rain. But then I open the balcony door, cricket, cricket, no like, where the hell is this water coming from? So I'm like listening. And then I walk over to the elevator. I put my ear next to the elevator, the sound of a waterfall. I don't know if you've been in an elevator, oh, no. but that's not the kind of sound you wait expect. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Please tell me that wasn't you. I didn't know what it was. Like, why is there water coming from the elevator? Oh my God, there's a fire in the building. Holy shit. 
So I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, I'm like trying to call this guy. I'm like, oh, he's up there napping. Great. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? So I hit the elevator and they're working. I'm like, well, that's weird. So the one that the sound's coming out of, that elevator wasn't working, but the one on the far right was. Uh So I put a little can of whatever I had in my hand in there. I hit one, got out of the elevator, waited, let it hit the bottom floor, hit the button again, and it came back up. So I thought, okay, well... The elevator seems to be the working. Can the can survived. Nothing changed. It's like one of those can. movies where you're like, We're putting it well, in a teleporter for the first time. I'm going to put a flashlight into this otherworldly zone. Well, that worked. I guess we'll walk right in. <laughs> what could go wrong? What could go wrong? So I thought, okay, I'm I'm going to I'm going to have to do it. My stomach was hurt and I'm like, I have no choice. I, I have to get out of here. The building's on fire. So I go in the elevator, <laughs> go all the way to the bottom floor. Elevator opens up. I look to my right cuz you know, the elevator was here. Yeah. I got in this one. So when I came out, I was here. I looked over to the right, and there was a waterfall just pouring down. Water's yeah. all getting in the lobby. I'm like, oh, my God. Was there was there an inch of it? Was there two inches of it? Like, how was there a puddle It forming? was just kind of rising, like it was coming out. So anyway, uh, basically what happened, uh, I finally got a hold of the security guard, and we went floor to floor trying to find out this fire what, he's like oh my god i'm so glad you woke me up who knows what could happen <laughs> we got to the fourth floor smoke is coming out i'm crazy i'm like oh my god and i'm like it's on fire he's like calm down calm down it's steam I'm like it's huh? <laughs> like that's not smoke it's steam <sighs> apparently a hot water valve had broken uh-huh. in the oh bathroom because these old buildings oh break sometimes god. and water was off. coming out now, here's uh, the thing. So, thank God it wasn't the fire. Thank God it wasn't thank the fire. Thank God it wasn't. System. He called the fire department and everything. Had I not woke him up, the water would have damaged all of that floor. Everybody would have lost so much stuff. It yeah. would have continued for hours. Well, good so, I told him, I was like, listen, when you talk to the building manager, you didn't find you me. You saved the day. <laughs> Nobody is living in the building. It is not up to code. It's a fire safety issue at the very least. This is Pippi Long. You are a hero. <laughs> I was never here. And he was like, okay, it's good. This is going much. No problem. It's good. So I come back the next Please day. Please excuse like, me. I've got to go back to sleep in my office. Right, I got to go back crawl in my <laughs> airbed. He, the next day, is like, yeah, the building manager is very thankful for you. What are you talking about? You told him? Oh, don't worry. It's no problem. Like, it, you told him it was me. You you could have saved the day. I gave you a silver Golden platter of you get to be a hero. And you ratted me out. Thanks, Isaac. No, you don't understand. He gets it. Like, you looked after the building. You saved him. You have no more problems. You have no problems. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. So from then on, while I was still there, I had no problems. The building manager just kind of had a little, how you doing? You know, as long as I, I called it uh, soft steps. As long as I didn't cause no problems or nothing, he had no problem with me being there. And I had saved him so much money that I was good. That's that's awesome. Dude, that's great. Yeah, I never told third you high five you've given. I've only given one today. I said high that five was two. twice. You said high five twice, and then you gave an actual high five. <laughs> I, did, I, did. I never You're said a no man to your high five. It's um, an emotional need. We have to go. That's all the time we have, unfortunately, for yeah. this episode. Um, oh what this we, is a lot of fun. No, but what we will do Dude, is we will. Thank you for coming. 
we will play out. Uh, you have a second Periscope video that you have that will play out the sounds of, uh, just so that uh, people know what is happening for some context, since it's a video giving audio context. I found out that I could also do something called travel hacking. Not illegal. It's just uh, if you Google the term travel hacking, basically you uh, pay for your flights with air miles and you pay for your hotels with hotel points and you find ways to gather up these. And so I went to Thailand, but I didn't have any money. Of course, you know, I broke. So I paid for the hotel with points and I paid for the flight with air miles. They called it breakfast, but I called it an all day meal plan. I would just grab my backpack and grab the breakfast and eat that all day. And I would use the coffee maker for hot water and pour it in the noodles. So I was fine. I didn't really need money. But I went to this little zoo in Thailand and there were these tigers there. And I was talking about New York. Thai like, tigers. Oh, you're from New York. Uh, you're probably a tough guy, blah, blah, blah. He lets me in the cage with the tiger. <laughs> and this is the video of me live on Periscope, then lucky not even you. realizing that this tiger, and you'll see when Poor his head moves, tiger. that this tiger, who knows, like he was, re- he's like, don't worry, he's already eaten, he's very sleepy. The guy who was handling the tiger had been working with him for years, so well, that's sad. what the video we'll is. We'll take a listen to some travel hacking, and where can people find you online? I'm on Instagram at OTimmyDaniels, like, as you if you screwed up, like, oh, Timmy Daniels, O-H, Timmy Daniels. And I do stand-up comedy all around the city. Timmy Daniels, uh, you are a saint and a scholar for coming out and dropping the wisdom of your hacks and uh, amazing trajectory of life, dude. Thanks Thanks, for being on Lost and Rewound. And thanks to uh, my co-hosts, Catherine Dunn and Will Hasty. Thank you. Thank you. We will be back here next week for another edition of Lost and Rewound as these gentlemen beatbox us all the way out. Radio Free Brooklyn Radio Free Radio Free Brooklyn We'll see you all next week Did not get beatbox Did ya? We don't mind Get closer It's okay Yeah Whoa man He's already eaten for the day right? Oh I got oh. that was that a sneeze? <laughs> Already food. Wow, good. As long as he's eating. Lion. I mean tiger. What's the difference? <laughs> he is huge. How much does this thing weigh? 165 kilogram. Wow. How old is uh Two and a half year. Two and a half years old. Yes. Already this big. Already. He's a male. He's a male? Oh yeah. Yes. All <laughs> male. Male. They like the belly rub? I can rub his belly? Yes. Hey buddy. How you doing? What's going on, man? Hey. How you doing? Hey, fun. Ow. Sit on the ground. Sit on the ground. Lie down on the hey, tiger. Buddy. You don't mind? You don't mind. Hey, buddy. Uh, I'm going to take a nap. Don't you don't mind? Don't mind. You don't mind if I take a nap with you? Good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have the confidence to lay on this thing. <laughs> you are one terrifying beast, buddy.